0: Welcome to Bella's Zadori Radio. My name is Christina Outlaw. I'm your guest host today for Bella Zadori, a brand to empower women everywhere. We are introducing a goddess campaign with fun facts, information, and events for women to learn how to live, love, and embrace the goddess they truly are. Today we have a very special guest in our goddess series, Jane Rushmore, the international writer and traveler and also the creator of Bella Zadori Quotes. Hi, Jane. Thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: We've got somebody beside you who's our special guest.
2: <laughs> well, that's me, Valeria Roncoli. How are
0: you? Everybody's doing. For those who don't know, Valeria Roncoli is the creator of *Bellas Zadori, <laughs> the one who makes those beautiful illustrations. Um, Jane, um, so you're an international writer. How do you get to travel all over the world and just write and eat food and visit hotels and go to spas? Who pays for that?
1: (laughs) That's a lot of questions. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Let me start at the beginning. Um, I became an international travel writer about three years ago. Um, I moved to New Haven in 2003, and I worked at the New Haven Register for three years, Um, And it was through uh, working with my colleagues at the New Haven Register that this opportunity arose. It was really after I left the Register. um, I had left to take a marketing position at another firm, and I had been gone about a year when one of my colleagues um, mentioned that there was a travel opportunity, um, but that they couldn't find anyone on the staff um, who could schedule it and who was available to take this. And so always seeing everything as an opportunity, um, I asked if I might be able to freelance, uh, even though I was no longer at the paper. Um, and so I made a few phone calls, and it turned out that they were very open to that possibility. Um, and that's how I got started. It was really through um, just being a friendly person while I worked at the newspaper, um, and then being open to those opportunities um, and, and willing to speak up for myself do that. So the first trip was to Northern England. Um for the castles, right? That's correct, yeah. So uh, we uh, toured and stayed in several castles that are now open as different uh, hotels in order for them to stay in the family um, or in some cases they've been sold to different chains. Um, so each castle had a different feature or attraction that made it unique.
0: That is really, really cool. So um, the end of my question didn't get answered. How d- Who pays for it? Because you obviously go wherever you like to go.
1: <laughs> that's that's a good question. Um, the way that it works is that the tourism agencies for each uh, country plan different press trips. Sometimes they are for a small group of 8 to 10 people. I've been on a trip where there were 100 people on the trip, uh, and we rode around four different Mercedes Benz buses (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I've also been on a trip where I've been the only person and where the tourism board will tailor a trip um, to the specific topic that you want to write about Um, so the size of the trip varies but it's usually the tourism agency for that country um, that is um, paying and arranging for all of your accommodations and it does, you know, the level of accommodations um, and support that you get on the trip varies, you know, depending on the tourism agency for each country. Um, but it's in their interest to promote their country to travelers. Um, and being located in New Haven, you know, in Connecticut, we have a very wealthy population here. And different countries really want um, the people of Connecticut to know about these amazing destinations and to travel there. So... For them, it's an investment to bring more tourists into the country.
0: Okay, so so you know a lot of uh, presidents and uh, kings and queens, or no, <laughs> not
1: not really. You know, I'm I'm more um, I'm more familiar, and I think honestly, I'm more comfortable with the everyday people in these do countries. How many
0: languages do you know? I mean, do you know any
1: foreign languages? You've gone to all these places. I do know a bit of French, um, but it's been very long time since I've been forced to speak it (laughs) (laughs) so I'm far from fluent um, but it's it's less about um, knowing a native language um, and more about being open um, to put yourself in a situation where you don't have all the answers and where um, just to push yourself a little outside your normal comfort zone and to be willing to do that to experience new things and new places.
0: Well, talking about that and being open to new places and new people and new cultures, um, what is your process when you get to another country? How do you how do you go about researching to create these stories that you put in the paper?
1: That's a very good question. Thank you, Christina. Um, it varies by each trip. Uh, in some cases... Uh, before you go on the trip, there's a certain theme that the tourism agency has put together. They want you to experience a very specific aspect of their culture. You know, with with England, it was the castles. Um, and, you know, I've been wine tasting in Germany where um, you go in September, uh, and it's just as they have Oktoberfest for beer, they also have wine fel- festivals in each little village along the Rhine River. Um, and so... For those trips, it was easier because you have a topic in mind ahead of time, and then you just get to decide which are the most relevant and exciting things that you want to talk about. Um, I've also been on other trips uh, where you're just experiencing the best that a country has to offer, and those trips can be a little more challenging. Um, to You really have to have a very high filter and really just trust your own instincts about what you think is interesting, but you also have to know when, even though you may think a thing is interesting, you know, your particular audience may not be as interested in that. So
0: there's a balance, pretty much. Definitely. And how do you how do you filtrate that balance? How do you create that balance? I mean, what do you find yourself drawn to things that are more interesting than others? Like, every every country you go to, do you find yourself drawn to the cuisine, or do you find yourself drawn to culture tours, or you <laughs> know, relaxation? I mean, you find yourself in this beautiful, strange place. How do you not just slip into spa mode and hit, hit the jacuzzi?
1: Well, it's it's actually surprisingly easy not to do that because um, as beautiful as it is, and, and the great benefit of these tours is that you are meeting museum directors, you are meeting the tourism agents in each city that really know the best of their city and that are so excited to have you there and to show you the best of their city and their country. Um, but it really is a job. You are running from... 7.30 or 8 in the morning until 11 or 11.30 at night, um, and they are bombarding you with so much information, just hoping that something will stick, that you will find something interesting to write about their town, you know, their location, their hotel. Um, so if, if anything, I- you are constantly um, just trying to absorb as much information as you can, and um So it's it's really a challenge actually to find time to relax. (laughs) Do
2: do you feel you are really work actually working? You feel pressure over there?
1: Definitely, um, particularly on the trips where it's not just you, but you know most of the time you're with seven or eight other travel writers. And so, um, you know, while it's fascinating to be with these people that have traveled the world as well, and you're constantly you know exchanging stories, you also feel you know. what are they observing you know but and and you can't become too consumed by that you really have to learn to trust your own observations and trust what you feel is really relevant to the readers and what people in you know in your audience will really care about and and that's something that you develop as you travel and over time um but you definitely feel like you know with the with the evolution of websites and podcasts like this people can get information online very easily they can see pictures So you have to ask yourself that what value are you – what's the value of you being in this place? You know, how can I tell people about this experience in a way that they can't get anywhere else? Like what is unique about me being here and how can I bring other people here – or make them want to be here, you know, and and I've done that by being very sensual, by like describing what it smells like, you know, and describing how you feel in a place. Wow,
0: that's that's really impressive. I feel like um, I have read your travel manifesto, and um, how you feel that you know um, traveling is a great way for people to understand how to be open to one another and to kind of unify us as a as a global community. But you mentioned something about how you need to make sure that what you write is tailored to your readers. So how long have you lived in New Haven? And do you really feel like you have that connection? Have you established that in the only only the three years that you've been working as a travel writer?
1: I think so because I've actually been in Connecticut. um, This February will be my seventh year anniversary in Connecticut. And I'm from um, New York originally and... So I feel like a New Englander at heart. And I think that the Connecticut audience, um, the audience that I'm writing to are people that either have traveled or that are interested in travel. And they've maybe been to Paris, Rome, you know, they've done the Europe circuit. And they want to go back, but they're looking for new ways of seeing old places. And that's what I really try to think about you know, here's a place that you may have heard of, you may have been before, Mm -hmm. but here's a whole new way of experiencing it. Um, So it's a nice mix of the familiar and the unexpected. That sounds
0: great. Now, I don't understand. Why don't you explain to me, you and Valeria, how Miss Globetrotter meets Miss Brazil (laughs) in New Haven, (laughs) Connecticut. How is that even possible?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a small world after (laughs) all. (laughs) And (laughs) you've (laughs) never (laughs) been to Brazil. It's true. I've never been to Brazil. So, only in New Haven. It had (laughs) to happen in New Haven. (laughs) Uh, um, Well, Well, um,
0: feed us through this. Kind of bring us through this. Uh, Where where does the story start? Uh, I I heard stories, and it's become a myth now, how the writer (laughs) met the artist. But... um, from what I hear, it was some party. It was winter time,
1: so walk us through. How did you guys meet? <laughs> you do your work, <laughs> <laughs> okay? I th- well, like every story, you know, there's several versions. Yeah, exactly. I have uh, I have a version.
2: Um, Jane has other version. We laugh a lot about this mm-hmm. thing because she had a whole different idea of what I was thinking about her, and I th- I probably had a whole different idea what she was thinking about me, and and then she just wrote. What, what, how we met really, and um, but I, I prefer your version, go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, um, well Christina you're right, it was a very cold snowy evening in February um, and uh, there was a party. I didn't
2: know it was February. <laughs> 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 it's
1: true, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and there was a party at Artspace, which is a local uh, museum and gallery and so I w- I really dragged myself out. I almost didn't make it out that evening. Um, but it's a good thing I did, <laughs> otherwise yeah. I wouldn't be here. Um, so I went to this event, and I wasn't there for very long. I just found a seat. And, um, and this incredibly tall, um. very exotic <laughs> woman approached us, mm-hmm. and with an accent that I couldn't place. Um, asked if she could join us in one of the few seats that were left. And, uh, you know, we invited her to join our group. And she introduced us to several of her friends, and I introduced her with to a couple of the people that I had met. And we had a pretty large group. So we were um, – Valeria and I actually didn't get to talk very much that, that evening. We were um, talking with all of our other friends, and it was, it was a great evening. But it wasn't um – we actually didn't get to know each other that well that evening.
2: But I remember um, one thing that night, um, one of those things. But I remember saying to you, we may work together. After you started telling me uh, tell me about um, your right and, and the things you were doing, we didn't talk much, but I just remember saying that, and I don't know where that came from, but I said that, so...
1: Well, I don't remember it, but I'm <laughs> glad you were right. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a really interesting evening. And, you know, I remember that we didn't know each other well, but our groups just merged and we went um, sort of hopping from bar to bar and wound up, uh, you know, talking amongst different conversations until the wee hours of the morning. So but
2: we, we met th- the next day also and start to talk a little bit more and and just uh, I, I feel we probably didn't have the, the 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 crazy love but i prefer that way because it was growing and growing and growing every day and we're talking and and then i found out uh, jane like likes uh, some songs and, and some some singers from my country and things like that and we start to really exchange a lot of a lot of things in common so
1: I do remember that that next day, you drove us around, <laughs> and you showed us one of your murals on the side yeah. of a building, and I remember being fascinated by it, and and just being thrilled that uh, that I could say that I knew the person that did that, <laughs> and... <laughs> um, in a famous 95... What was that? <laughs> in a famous 95... <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, right along the interstate, it was beautiful. Um, so, but we didn't really um sit down and talk seriously no, no. Uh, until May. So uh, there were several months where. Unbelievable! You remember dates. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so from February to May, you guys were just hanging out on the phone, yeah. just casual conversation. So what happened in May? What was May all about?
1: In May, we uh, were were out just with some friends, and I had just gotten back from my first travel writing experience. I had just gotten back from the Castles trip in Northern England. That was in April. And I, you know, was just very casually telling people about the experience because I was so excited about it. uh, And Valeria was, and still is, a very good listener. Mm -hmm. And... um. Asked a lot of questions, and that was the first time she seriously brought up. You know, I have a character, and I'm looking for a writer, and I was all yours. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I didn't know if you were b- you would be interested to to write about characters. Maybe for some people be silly, from other people because uh, you s- you seem so serious, writer. And then I, I was a little bit. You know, oh, my God, I'm going to ask her about uh, writing for a character. And sh- maybe she's going to throw me on her rock or something. Well, Valeria, but I mean, how did you communicate that to her? How did you
0: explain to her about Bella? Because I remember when you started, a lot of people would ask, what's Bella adory?" So how, <laughs> in the very early stages of Bella, because Lord knows she did not look how she looks now, how Ex- did you explain <laughs> Bella to Jane?
2: Um... Honestly, after a glass of wine mm-hmm. and a talk, we, we, are, we are just uh, looking for what was really Bella. I had a, uh, an idea, I, I, I knew where I was going. Um, I was looking for to, to really uh, empower women, but I didn't know saying what. Then we just start to talk about uh, past relationships, we just uh, talk about how we felt. We sh- we cry we laugh and uh, we realize uh, Bella wants to talk about that mm-hmm. and 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 um, we put our own experiences and just start to laugh about the really uh, relationships and experiences we had we we wish nobody had.
0: <laughs> so, so Bella, so Bella really didn't have a voice. So you really didn't have uh direction that um, i think
2: bella had a voice uh, bella was uh she sh- she just didn't have uh, anybody to write for her but she had a voice she she wants to speak out she wants to um definitely tell people she is uh, beautiful feminine she's empowered and um but but she's not obnoxious she she's not silly she's smart and and but I didn't know how to to put putting words that so jane um
0: with valeria's wonderful accent mm-hmm. with the english how did you translate all those feelings and emotions and put those down into some quotations that some people, when they look at it, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so me. Or some people, I've seen them pick up a mug and, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. You know, this is so cute. How
1: did you come up with this stuff? Um, that's actually really fulfilling to hear you say that, and that's really been why I was so interested in getting involved with Valeria and with this project. I really um, respected Valeria's work from, you know, from that first night that I saw her mural, and, you know, you say that it's it's silly, and it isn't, but it isn't, sh- because to me, Val- you know, Valeria and and, and Bella's Adora's mission um, are very serious in some ways, because I think that sometimes humor is the best way to convey something to people, um, and it can really bring people together. And, and I also think that Bella's message of empowering women is just so important, and that's something I really wanted to be a part of. And so, uh, you know, to to respond to your you know your question a bit more directly in terms of translating, you know, or finding words for the ideas. uh, No, (laughs) no, I don't, because I think that um, you know Valeria, you know, her. Coming from, you know, a different culture just adds a whole layer of richness to the message she's trying to communicate. But the message was still very clear to me. Um, And I've never had any problem understanding what the message was. So
0: it was pretty much a universal thing. I mean, mean Valeria mentioned how you sat down, you laughed, you cried. So it's something that women across the board... Could definitely definitely it tra- relate to. It
1: transcends, you know, national boundaries and cultural boundaries. I think that all women struggle to really accept that we're all beautiful, um, and and every I th-
0: culture has its standards.
1: Exactly, exactly. And and some, you know, depending where you are, sometimes you fit in and sometimes you don't. And I think that even when you do fit in, women have a tendency to feel like we aren't enough. Um, and so I, you know, I was really inspired by Valeria wanting to put this different message out there that we are enough just as we are and we should celebrate exactly who we are. And
0: she also mentioned something about, you know, um, how you guys related to one another. Uh, how does your writing experience, I mean, did any of your travel writing experience or your past journal, um, journalism and, did all of that kind of contribute to that or was it more emotional for you? What was? Did it come from a technical place or did it come from an emotional place?
2: How did you pull I these writings out of here? Just a little bit. Um, it was uh, in the beginning when, when Jane uh, came here for the first time and we started to talk and uh, we are not that open to each other yet. W- I thought we could have a problem because I'm from Brazil, Jane is from here and uh, my culture, it is crazy about uh, how do you, how you look, how do you look, and then um, that's something I realize and I embrace so much this culture because I like how everything I, I, I feel at least it's more uh, free and 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 you just you are who you are. And in my country, I love my country, but I, we had some some problems with. Uh, I, I have seen people having problems um of how they look and 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 having sicknesses because uh, you have to to have this weight and you have to do that way and, and then we just start to talk about it and I feel it was so beautiful uh, how we connect really we connect in a, in a way and uh, I remember also remember Jane saying to me, you know Valeria, it's amazing we, I I have friends from a lot of different places and everything but I have a sometimes we have some problems imagine three years ago my English so I, I had my things going on um, but I remember you saying we have no problem in uh, in communication I- we are just all the time connecting and that was beautiful for me because uh, I felt you you were the right person uh, to be. Uh, to be w- over here, to be doing, because we just started as let's talk, let's see, but we didn't know where the w- that was going. And I was with all my ideas in, in my head, and I didn't put it out there for anybody. So I just uh, I was amazed by how we just clicked crazily. So this,
0: um, you had mentioned before the sensuality that you add to your travel writing. Do you feel like that added when you came to Valeria and started to write for Bella and the other characters?
1: Definitely. I mean, I think that 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 all these different things, you know, in my background, in my experience, color what I do and what I bring to Bella. Um, so it's it's hard for me to really separate. I don't really compartmentalize you know, this is this is my travel writing hat, and this is my Bella hat, and this is, y- you know, I, I am conscious that I'm writing for different audiences, um, but the source is still the same. It's still, I'm still tapping into, um, you know, all of my experiences um, and, and trying to come up with my experiences in a way that are universal to something that every woman has experienced or felt, um, and just, it felt very natural in, um, you know, exchanging all of these experiences with Valeria. You know, talking about you know failed relationships and romance and work frustrations and girlfriend frustrations and you know frustrations with our families. Um, and and we you know we really connected on so many different levels. And but we also felt that there were so many other women out there that were struggling with the same issues. And we really wanted to. Um you know, give Bella a voice that other women could have those aha moments where they say, oh, this is so incredible that other women feel this way. It's not just me. Um, and and so that's the best thing about what we get to do, really.
0: Oh, well, uh, here is definitely like the biggest question of the <laughs> interview. <laughs> this has to be the biggest question out of all the quotes in Bella Zadori's repertoire. What is your favorite?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not a fair question. <laughs> um, well, clearly they all fit because, you know, we c- we created them all together. Um, but uh, I really—I mean—I have a mug in front of me right now, and I really think that it is one of my favorites um, because I can remember the night that Valeria <laughs> and I were out. <laughs> <laughs> that I think I said it <laughs> when we were crossing the street, <laughs> and um, there were three of us out together, and we we're all wearing our black dresses, and it was a very hot night in July, and we were going from one party to another, and um, you know we were a little dressed up for New Haven in the oh summer, and uh, and we we're crossing the street, and we got some admiring but perplexed looks, and uh, and I just you know, said to Valeria, you know, it's not my fault they can't handle our awesomeness. <laughs> and um, that's that's now become a quote. And so, you know, some of our quotes really, ar- like, arose from those, you know, very organic, just like, y- you know, witty little quips, um, you know, from spending time with one another and being in these situations that, that all women find themselves in.
0: Well, that is uh, definitely, <laughs> uh, that story fits that quote. <laughs> so... Um, I just want to thank you so much, Jane, for coming out and being. Ca- uh, let me start again. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Jane, for coming out and being a part of our Goddess series. Um, is there anything that you've written lately that's going to be appearing in any of our local newspapers?
1: Uh, funny you should ask. Yes, <laughs> um, I actually just went on a trip to Slovenia, um, which. I would not be surprised if most people haven't heard of it. That's why I'm writing about it. Um, It's uh, right across from Italy and right below Austria. um, So it's sort of tucked into Europe, and that's going to be in the New Haven Register uh, hopefully in December. um, So you can look for that. And I've also been doing uh, some freelance writing for the New Haven Advocate lately. um, So, yeah, and if there's any more outlets that will be coming up, I'll be sure to let Bella Zadora readers know.
0: Um, for those who don't know, Jane will be doing some travel spots for belazadori.com. So you'll also get to read uh, Jane, which is our alter ego character, uh, some of the places that Jane Rushmore has visited. So once again, I want to thank Jane Rushmore for joining us today and you out there for listening to Bella Zadori Radio and the Goddess Campaign. You can visit us at bellazadori.com, B-E-L-L-A. Z-A-D-O-R-E dot com. You can also join our online community, a place for ne- women to network. This is Christina Outlaw, guest host for Bella's Dory Radio, asking you to remember that every woman is a goddess. And Valeria will say our last
2: line. Christina, I want to thank you <laughs> for being our our guest host today. Thank you and cheers. There we go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good night.